King. This one is called speeding. Don't be speeding, especially when you're drinking, though. <laughs> yeah. And you know when you with me, you ain't spinning the day. 
Have you written a book and want to get it published? Then call Page Publishing ASAP. We're looking for authors of all types of books. And unlike most publishers, Page Publishing will take the time to review each and every book submitted to us. And we'll give you our feedback. And if we like what we read, we will get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, the Apple iTunes Store, Barnes & Noble, and other outlets. We handle everything. Editing, cover design, copyright protection, printing, publicity, and distribution. So if you've written a novel, children's book, cookbook, inspirational work, poetry, or a biography and want to get it published, call Page Publishing now for your free author submission kit. Your road to fame and fortune could very well start with this simple phone call. Call now, 800-219-8262, 800-219-8262, 800-219-8262. That's 800-219-8262. The Greater FM, baby, we bang out all the hip-hop hits. The hip-hop hits. And at the same time, progressive. Check it out. What's the number one station? Always connecting the people to the flyers. Get in the world. The Bring That Fan, baby. What up, everybody? What's up, world? Mike check one two one two. You already know the groove live is come in at two. You already know it's between eight p.m. and ten p.m. on a Thursday night, right here on the Great FM. So that means it's time for the groove live show. I'm your host, Melo Jones. Welcome to the show. And you already know you tuned in to the Great FM. You already know Miami's number one Billboard chart radio station, always connecting the world through music. Y'all already know what time it is. Y'all heard it first. And uh, we got an action-packed show for y'all today. It's a lot of things that I want to talk about. Uh, I definitely want to talk about the debate, the the vice presidential debate. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about um, some breaking news that I just found on social media. Apparently... <laughs> I can't walk by faith every day. Mike Chick, Mike Chick. Mike Chick, one, two, one, two. The Groove Live is come in at you. All right, y'all. So, like I was saying, we, that's a lot of things I want to talk about today. First, I want to talk about the vice presidential debate, like I said. I also want to talk about um, the the fact that Tory Lanez apparently got charged for shooting Megan Thee Stallion. I don't have too much information, but I'm going to get as much as I can, you know, as I go through the show, because I just found that out probably like 15 minutes ago. So, um, that as well. I also want to talk about um, the fact that the president has the coronavirus and what that means moving forward 
for these upcoming weeks leading up to election day as you know i mean i'm gonna go into it a little bit further um along in the show but on top of that we also have a special interview today um got an artist special artist you know what i'm saying you know we do it for the indie artists here at the good fm and that's coming at 8 30 and it's gonna be a very 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 special interview some up-and-coming artists you know what i'm saying they're doing their thing out here you know what I'm saying? My man Kimbo Takeoff. We're going to chop it up with him very, very soon. That's coming at 8.30 in 20 minutes time, so make sure you stay tuned for that. And um, you know how I do. I'm going to go in and out with the topics. I'm also going to play some music. I'm trying to figure out exactly what kind of music I want to play today. But, you know, whatever it is, it's going to be groovy. As you know, this is the Groove Live Show. Make sure you all follow the Groove Live Show page on Instagram. At T H E G R O O V E L I V E S H O W. Make sure you follow myself, uh, Mello Jones, M E L O double underscore Jones. Make sure you um, follow the Great FM on all of our social medias to keep up with everything that we got going on, artists that we're promoting, you know, campaigns that we're running right now, all that good stuff. But um, I think music wise, I'm going to keep it. Or kind of a traditional song, you know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it for the main man, Luciano. This is like my favorite artist of all time. Great artist, and we're gonna play a lot of his music today. So, um, this first track by him, this is called um, "Glory to Jah." No, actually, we're gonna play "Good Things." Good things come on to those who wait, and this one resonates in my heart very, very much. So I see it you know, come into, kind of manifest itself in a lot of real life situations of late. So maybe I'll get into that as well if I have time. But without any further ado, we're going to get into this first track, Luciano with Good Things, right here on the Groove Live Show. All right? Choo! Those who wait 
his throne And Mr. Fraser be the king of the saxophone Working the fingers to the bone And after a parson man gets his gown He has to preach all over town oh, oh, oh.
to do with your old car. You can try selling it, you could junk it, or you can donate it to Heritage for the Blind. Your car will be towed away for free, and your donation is tax deductible. Just call 1-800-639-8620. Heritage for the Blind accepts cars, vans, trucks, and boats. It doesn't matter if your vehicle runs or not. It'll be towed away for free, and you'll be supporting those that need help. Heritage for the Blind is a nonprofit organization that helps the visually impaired live fuller lives. Call right now to donate your car. And as a special thank you for calling, you'll receive a free three-day vacation voucher to many exciting locations. Call Heritage for the Blind right now. Call 1-800-639-8620. Donating is easy, and your vehicle is towed away for free. Plus, you'll get a free vacation voucher. Call now, 1-800-639-8620. That's 1-800-639-8620.
you know, first of all, let's get into your name. How you came up with that name, Kimbo Takeoff? What was the inspiration behind that? All right, so I'm, I ain't used to, like, watch them. But, you know what I'm saying? I was in high school, and, you know, being a new person, you know, me growing up not liking people staring at you and jump while, you know what I'm saying? And motherfuckers was just in class staring at you, you know, and they feel hit when I say something. So I, I had to beat niggas' ass left to right, you feel me? So, you know what I'm saying? So a dude named Kimbo gave me the name Kimbo. So I was like, I don't want it to be known as, like, fighting, you feel me? So I took it as a rap. Then I fuck with that dude take off. So, you know, he didn't rap and shit. You know, I ran with that take that's what's up. So you got Kimbo because you used to knock niggas' heads up from time to time back in the day. And then you got the name Takeoff because you like Takeoffs from Amigos. So that's how you came up with Kimbo Takeoff. That's what's up. So um, tell us about how long, you know, what, like what inspired you to get into music? Was it always in your family? Or was it something that, you know, you just saw other people doing and you just liked it? What was the inspiration to pursue music? Uh, I go with the second, I go with the second, uh, the second option. I watched my partner T Grady's when I was like, I had to be like six years old, you know what I'm saying? And bro got there from. These niggas, they got them on two radios. They playing the beat off of one of them and got them, got the tape in the other one recording. And these niggas ain't got no microphone. They just rap. They might have fought around and just got them. You know what I'm saying? They done made a song on, on the radio. So I was like, this shit hot. So okay. I, I am at eight years old rapping. Smoking and all. Okay, so you d- you started taking it serious back when you was about fourteen. So, all right, so you started taking it serious. You started doing your thing. Who were your major um influences? I know you say you, you fought with um Takeoff from Amigos, but who else inspired you musically? I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I fought with Takeoff, but you know what I'm saying. He won't be my number one. He won't be my number five. But Gucci Mane is my number one. And only instantly. Is who? Gucci Mane. I fuck with Gucci. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> and I got Gucci an album out. I got an album out right now on all platforms called Gucci Raise Me. Gucci Raise Me? Yeah, Gucci Raise Me. Okay. Okay, so... You just let us know you got music out. Where where can we go cop that music? What I mean, is you said it's on so, all platforms, it's on Spotify. What what's the keyword we need to look for? Kimbo Takeoff. Let everybody it. know real quick. And you can find me on all major Pandora. You can your Pandora Station, iTunes, Deezer, Title, Amazon Music. What you want? You want to go buy it off of eBay? You know what I'm saying? Go cop that anywhere. Kimbo Takeoff. It's there. 
Come for me, baby. I'm hey. <laughs> First, y'all go copy music. He got new music that just dropped. Make sure y'all go support him on that. But um, that's what's up. So you was influenced by Gucci, man. You was influenced by Migos. Definitely, um, you definitely keep it at home. You definitely like um local artists. Um, so that's what's up. So you've been pursuing music professionally for a couple years now. Um, how would you describe yourself as an artist, and how would you describe your music? As an artist, I would describe myself as trap. I'm trapped the fuck out. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you consider your music trap music. All right. So. What do you usually um talk about in your song? What do you usually is it stories about stuff that you've I'm, been through or I see I'm gonna tell you not I ain't been rapping about no thousand dollar car that I ain't never caught before, you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna rap about some shit that I done that I done been through or or some shit I done did or done seen with my own two eyes, you know what I'm saying? That's what's up. I ain't know I ain't I ain't been rapping about no two hundred thousand dollar car. He keep it real. He keep it real. He said he's not gonna rap about no car that ain't his. You know what I'm saying? He not gonna be doing all of that. He ain't gonna be doing all of that. He's not worried about that. But um, right now you focused on you. Basically. Focused on you. You focused on what you got going. You just released some new music, so that's what's up. We're gonna get into your music very, very soon. Um, but uh, See, so, go ahead, go ahead. That's another thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? It inspired me with like, but like one thing I always tell my military, I wanna drop music. I just wanna drop music. I got all this music. I just wanna drop music. We get to it. See, one thing about me, Gucci Mane inspired me because he used to drop music every week. Every week. You know what I'm saying? He used to drop so many things. He might drop a mixtape every weekend. You know what I'm saying? And and that's how I like to be. I like to drop music. That's what's up. So you're going to constantly be dropping music. So everybody listening right now, make sure y'all go follow him. Make sure y'all support him right now because he said weekly. You get a new content from him, so you already know he's a plug for all the new content, all the new trap music coming out. And oh, I make commercial. You said what? I, I make commercial, but I'm more of a trap. Uh, I'm trap the fuck out. You know what I'm saying? I got, that, um, I got that commercial love music. That boy's talented, man. Okay, so you in a commercial or you 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 oh, produce no, I'm commercials? Saying, I, I got that. I got that. I got that music that are uh, that are mainstream. You know, if I make trap music, I'm, I'm too I'm too busy trying to put my music in the crowd than on the radio. Okay, I, I feel that. I feel that. So, um, I'm about to get into your music right now. I got two of your tracks. Um. I got mask on, and I got uh, first day out. Let me know which track you want me to play first, 
And what was the inspiration for that track in particular? Hey, play for a Play for a What you said, boy? Play first day. Oh, play first day out first. Okay, what was the inspiration behind first day out? Well, I was in, I was locked up, going through some shit. I was going through some shit before I got locked up. You know, when you behind them four walls, you know what I'm saying? You got, um, you got all the time. So, a nigga like me, you know what I'm saying? I put that shit on black and white. That's what's up. That's what's up. So, y'all heard it first. He he giving y'all the real. Like he said, he don't rap about stuff that he's never seen, he never been through, he never did. So, we about to hear firsthand some experiences that King Bo's Takeoff has been through right here on the first track. This is going to be at the Great FM world premiere, you know what I'm saying? First time ever played on the station. So, let me know what y'all think about it. Make sure y'all hit the lines, uh, 786-671-1891. Again, 786-671-1891. Let me know what y'all think of this track. And we coming back on the other side of this track with more info with the interview with Kimbo Takeoff. All right? Two. It's a great FM world premiere. Kimbo go down, go stupid, I smoke the bag, I just move. Hold the bitch, I done eat on her gooch. I also roof for now. Bitch, so the gooch. Hold that bitch, I'm a star. Her pussy wasn't up the park. It had to park like a car. It had to keep my salon. I'm Paul Zan, roll it up in the car. By the way, I miss some weed in me. Send me a bitch, cause she bean in me. Beat the whole bag, bitch, I creed in me. Fuck all night, in the sleep in me. I lean in me. Pussy so good, man, me sing in me. Drop a beat in me. Kimbo take off from the main reason. These niggas be hating on me with me. I'm level, I'm talking that bigger and better. You and your partners are little niggas. Walk around with a third ass dust. Put a potato on the snow, no. Spray your way and saw a rainbow. Get that shit, breathe out of cane clothes. Look up for your brother's two elbows. I gotta run up a sack to the top on these niggas, then come right back. Remember them days that call me black. Now they call me Kimbo, couldn't bounce back. I was loving that bitch at the foul back. Plus, all of my brothers are GD. I'm the only brother bleeding. We put your ass on the TV and throw them say like the I'm sweeping the street, my partner be mopping Nigga, I seen it, I copped it Got caught with a Uzi, no running, they dropped it When I got home, I went in my stand Then I went and caught the bag Nigga be talking that trash We put your ass in the bag and drop you off in the mat For real, nigga be cowed out I ain't doing the shit that they rap by You really ain't tripping that trial high Probably get you a grand and you stashed out I was sitting on the block when the guy high You cannot tell in my spot I'm just sitting on the porch Next to me, what's a high? Try me, nigga, you gon' die can't talk on the phone while the truck but They 12 behind me on my run. I'm doing the dab by 200. I was sitting on the block at the show song. I really will rest up on Kelly when sit on the porch on Susan. Drop it hard, all the women will smoke the gas with the cannon. Going crazy on the daily. Want to cook, got to pay me. Ain't got an ass, I got it on me. Nigga ain't never ever played me. Spread the money, it's contagious. We done gave the shit to everybody. Get the pack and get the yell back. Get the spot and make the play up. Play with mine, I ain't gonna play about it. No. Yeah, I fuck, but I don't lay beside it. 
from the gutter, though it make me sad. Go and put the beans on the plate for Falling hard like the dream team. White in, it's the clean clean. Phone rolling is your ring ring. Pay money with the clean clean. I go to work, no structure. I go to work by the UG. Don't know see anybody does. And you the hater, now they love. I used to work with my cuz. And he blood, now he buzz. Check them move, I ain't buzz. We used to have an ass nuts. I ain't doing the shit that they rap by. You really ain't tapping that trial high. Probably get you a granny stashed out. I was sitting on the block when the guy hot. You cannot tell him my spot. I'm just sitting on the point. Next to me, what's a fight? Find a nigga, you gon' die. Find out. Get up and get the money. Can't talk on the phone while the <laughs> I'm Green Street. I'm living that rapper like this is team. I don't want these niggas to try me. Cause all hell gonna raise. I bring the beast out the cave. Niggas say it to my face. This next track we got, Mask On. What was the inspiration behind Mask On? Mask On, basically, just speaking on the robber. It, it, it's really, you know what I'm saying? If you listen to it, it you know, it's just like a, a robbery. You know, a lot of people take it as because of the pandemic. You know what I'm saying? Because it's called Mask On and the vibe of the song make you feel like you need your mask on. But you know what I'm saying? 
really listen to the lyrics. It's about a robbery. That's what's up. Y'all heard it first. So we about to get into this track by Kimbo Takeoff. Second track by Kimbo Takeoff. This is Mask On. And as y'all know, this is another The Great FM. World premiere. First time it's been played on the air. So let me know what y'all think. Make sure y'all hit the line. 786-671-1891. All right? Shoot. The Great FM World Premiere. Get ready for something big. I got a black on. I got my mask on. I got a trap on. A trap out of dead home. What's his name? What about the wrong thing? Oh boy. Cause I got my mask on Run away, baby I got all black on huh? I got my mask on I got my bag and my trap on huh? You trap out of that home That bitch believe you got that scrap on huh? I wanna lay hands on The rhyme seat A young nigga gotta eat Have a leak in eternal bleed Huh? I got all black on, huh? I got my mask on, I got my bag and my trunk on, huh? We trap out of dead home, that bitch believe he got his strap on, huh? I wanna lay hands on, it robbed season, a young nigga gotta eat, have a leak and eternal bleed, huh? I got a strap on, huh? It's in my left home. I know some niggas who hate on me, huh? So bitch put a date on me, told her back to get me all homies, huh? I'm talking about the blue ones, bought a new gun, I'm ready to shoot some, now these niggas ain't gon' do nothing, huh? So I make them give it up, pull up in the same truck, and yo, we gon' catch you up, nigga, buckle up, you thinkin' you big tough, these niggas ain't big enough, I walk out with big bad, me and my nigga pulled up, nigga toast up, I'm thinking my big god, ain't none of them froze up, Ever wonder how the credit card companies make their money? Well, think about this. If you owe $25,000 on five different credit cards and you make your minimum payments every month, here's what it's going to cost you. Are you sitting down? I got my mask on. I got my bag in my Shell out over 13 grand in 
additional interest, and it's going to take over 13 years to pay off your original $25,000 balance. That's how they make money. Now it's your turn to fight back by calling the Debt Solutions Network. We'll work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. We promise we can and will reduce your debt. Call right now for a free 15-minute debt analysis. y'all think y'all hit my line 786-671-1891 and let me know what y'all think but we're gonna run that track back this is again mask off by takeoff mask on excuse me by kimbo takeoff all right two I got a black on. I got my mask on. I got a trap on. A trap out of dead home. What's his name? Worry about the wrong thing. Oh boy. Oh boy. Cause I got my mask on. Run away, baby. I got all black on. I got my mask on, I got my bag and my trap on You trap out of that home, that bitch believe you got that strap on uh, I wanna lay hands on it, it's rhyme season A young nigga gotta eat, have a leak and he turn to bleed uh, I got all black on, uh, I got my mask on I got my bag and my trap on uh, We trap out of that home, that bitch believe you got it strap on uh, I wanna lay hands on it, it's rhyme season a young nigga gotta eat, have a leak and he turn to bleed I got a strap on, it's in my lap on I know some niggas who hate on me, so bitch put a date on me Told the bank to get me all homies, I'm talking about the blue ones Bought a new gun, I'm ready to shoot some Now these niggas ain't gon' do nothing, so I make them give it up Pull up in the Chevy truck, and yo we gon' tint you up Nigga buckle up, you thinkin' you big tough These niggas ain't big enough I walk out with big bad, me and my nigga pulled up Nigga toast up, I'm thanking my big god Ain't none of them froze up, huh, you smell me Cause I got my mask on, huh, 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 huh And I got all black on, I black on, I black on And I got my mask on, I got all black on And I got my crown on, huh I got my mask on, uh, I got my scrap on, uh, and I got all black on, uh, I got my black on, uh, and I got my scrap on, uh, and I got all black on, I got my scrap on, uh, I got my mask on, 
I got my bag in my trap phone. Huh? We trap out of that home. And bitch, believe you got a scrap on. Huh? I wanna lay hands on the rhyme seat. A young nigga gotta eat. Have a leak and he turn to bleed. Huh? I got all black on. Huh? I got my mask on. I got my bag in my trunk phone. Huh? We drop out of that home. And bitch, believe you got a scrap on. Huh? I wanna lay hands on. He rob seats. A young nigga gotta eat. Have a leak and he turn to bleed. Smith, huh? Second track by Kimbo again. That was mask on. Everybody in the everybody in the um everybody in the studio was feeling that. But we're back and we're gonna we're gonna chop it up with Kimbo a little bit more. Kimbo, can you hear me, boss? Yeah, man, I'm in the building. Perfect, perfect. So before we let you go, is there anybody well, yeah, before we let you go, is there anybody you want to shout out, you know, your fans, your family, anybody out there that listening right now that you want to give a little shout out to? Yeah, man, shout out to my big core T-Win, shout out to my old lady, shout out to my manager, shout out to everybody that been fucking with my family, my family, shout out to everybody, man, you know, I'm in the building, man, shout out to the industry, shout out to Miami, shout out to Florida, shout out to the United States, like, that's how I, that I feel about you. That's what's up. Y'all heard it first. And then for those who didn't hear it in the beginning, go ahead and let them know your name and where they can follow you at and support all your music at real quick. My name is Kimbo Find me on show boss thank you for your time and um make sure you come back to miami real soon you know what i'm saying come back to miami real soon we'll get you in the studio all right all right boss you have a good night all right appreciate it all right y'all so we're still live i'm in effect at the groove live show I'm your host, Mellow Jones. We're going to get back into some music. We're going to keep the vibe going. You know, I had it on Caribbean vibe with the big homie, Luciano. One of my favorite artists of all time. And we, we're just going to keep that train rolling. So I got another song by my man, Luciano. And this one is called Born Free. Right here on the Groove Live Show. All right? Oh, 
Yeah, I do a couple of different things, other array of things. 
Uh, you, if you're looking for a blog, if you're a model, an artist, a business owner, you feel me? Anybody in the black entrepreneurial world, you can always get a blog story on our blog spot. Uh, as well as me, I can provide you with web design, graphic design. You know how he loves to sing it. Y'all know I'll be, I'll be itching to go back to Africa, so I had to throw that in real quick. My bad. Real quickly. But um, anyway, back to back to Prophet and what he's got going on. Yeah, we, we have a array of things. I build websites, do graphic design. Uh, also, do companies for some music consulting, promotion, as well as you know, it's not just me; it's a team of us. You know, being great every day, and I'm just it's here to represent team. for them. Yes, I'm I'm just here to represent for them. Okay. It's a team. It's a team effort, and everything's going good. So, yeah, I just wanted to come back with some of the topics of the day. Um, first thing I wanted to talk about, apparent. well, actually, since I, that, that other topic is not too interesting to me, but I'm going to talk about this first. We're going to talk about, I don't know if you saw it yesterday, the vice president thing. Yes, I did. You see the fight. You saw it. So you I saw did. I did watch it. I did watch it. You saw the memes. I saw all the memes. The memes so were hilarious. So, I mean, that was crazy. I, I, to me, it's it's almost cringing to watch politics, American politics, at this point because you can't take any of it seriously. Any of the talk shows that you watch, it's like everybody just complains about what what the president is doing but it's just like how did we get here <laughs> like Don, donald trump got us here <laughs> no people voted him into office like when i'm talking about this is a blunder in american history like this is real history that we're yeah, talking this is about history. This is like a hundred years from now this will be in the history books like donald trump really was the president of the united states yeah, and it was a shit show like you know how they, they gonna do, do it? When they give the history lesson on the year 2020, 50 to 75 years from now, because it's gonna be in the history books eventually. So, once they get to that day, it's gonna be literally in the history books. This was a shit show. Literally, almost a quarter of a million people died. Damn. Because of carelessness of an administration, and then on top of that. People be trying to like still defend him and, and vote him back in there. So what does that say about the average like consciousness of the of the American person? Um the average mindset of the American person is to so called have that American dream. And in America because it's a capitalist uh, uh system that that is the American dream to a lot of 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 people out yeah. in America. I, I think it's that's the culture that they promote. So everybody who grows up here, they're kind of money hungry. They everybody's talking about you know when I get my million, I I just want to let everybody know I remember all my cousins. <laughs> everybody everybody is on that kind of mentality. I'm just gonna get super rich and show off on everybody who's not me. Like. <laughs> Yeah, it's basically and in a nutshell. And I can't even lie. When I was younger, I had that same kind of mentality. Not necessarily to show off, but more so to prove myself and what I could do. It's still kind of 
prideful in a sense because you really s- don't have anything to prove. So that's something I had to learn. It was just a learning experience there. But you see it a lot here where that's the culture. Like people just want a lot of money. Like that's pretty much the bottom line. And I guess, you know, money does bring, you know, material things and it can get a lot done. It can get you out of debt. Don't mm. I'm not saying money is terrible. Mm. But let, let's let's bring it up to the flip side of this, right? Like this is this is probably where the underdog people come from. Like when they, when when they released the statutes and said he um only paid seven hundred and fifty dollars worth of taxes, there were a couple of group of people for a law abiding citizens that paid their taxes and were very upset. And then there's another flip side of people that'd be like, That's what you're supposed to do. Pay the least, get the most. Well, I mean, yeah, that's a capitalist idea. You know, you input the least amount and try to get the most outcome. Of course, but, I mean, what's wrong about paying your fair share? Sometimes I wonder what goes on in their mind because if if they do pay their fair share of taxes, it doesn't mean, like, the wealth gap is automatically just um, destroyed. They're still going to be wealthy if you pay your fair share of taxes. They're still going to be rich. Mm-hmm. It's just, why can't you just pay your fair share of the money that you earn and you had other American people help you earn that money? No one earns that much money by themselves. So why can't you pay your taxes and your dues back to the country like everyone else does? You know what I'm saying? Poor people pay their taxes. Middle class people, the u- upper middle class people, they all pay their taxes. So why can't the super rich? Why do we practice like socialism and like rich people and cold, hard capitalism amongst everybody else? When it gets to the top one percent, it's very cutthroat. No, but <laughs> it's like they scared of socialism when it comes from a national standpoint, but they fuck with it when it's in their little clique. Yeah, yeah. It's nationalism against uh, uh, socialism. Amongst themselves, and non-socialism. It's, it's kind of hypocrisy because I feel like, you know, you should be consistent all the way around. It's either it's socialism all the way around or it's capitalism all the way around. Like, because that's the only way it'd be fair. You can't just pick and choose when, oh, these are the rules we play by now. But these are the rules we play by in these circumstances. It's got to be the same rules all the way around the board, all across the board. That's how I feel. So when they when they do that picking sides, picking and choosing when, picking and choosing when they want to be all capitalist and say people need to, like, because isn't that tax fraud? That's basically tax fraud because you are supposed to pay your fair share of taxes. That is some loophole that he had to go through in order to pay 750. I don't even know people that's on Section 8 that probably <laughs> pay that little bit in taxes. That shit is unheard of. There's, there's two things that's 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 that that that, that, that that's a, is the outcome of that seven hundred and fifty dollars. Either you lying about to the to the masses about how much money you're making, or you're lying to the government about how much you're making. And that's something I think about too, because sometimes I'm like, why would he put all of this on his head? He must be broke for real, because it's like, if you was rich, why the fuck would you deal with being the president? Just chill and be rich. Like, why would you take it up on your head 
to go ahead and be the commander in chief of a whole country. Because that allows money. That allows money. But you have money. That's the thing. But it's but like. But you just said he might be broke. So if a broke man, if a broke man is really broke, he would do shit in emergency because he wants to. That's what I'm saying. When they say a lot of people saying he's broke, I'm like, okay, maybe he is because why else would you be president? If I was a rich man, I'm not finna deal with being a president. But I, I mean, I guess not everybody thinks like me, but I feel like the average person, if you got money where you straight, why would you deal with all of that responsibility that comes with being a president? Why wouldn't you just enjoy your life with the money, travel, you know what I'm saying, experience, you know what I'm saying, give back, you know, do do philanthropy or start up a business or do a non-profit. Why would you go ahead and do being the presidency? For the clout? For the Fame is, is, is can be can, can equivalent to but money. I mean, it Donald can translate Trump to money. has been famous since the late eighties. He's he's appeared in Fresh Prince of Bel Air multiple times, a lot of different sitcoms, a lot of different shows. He had his own his own show that ran for several seasons. Like Donald Trump has been known ever since before I was even born. So that's why I'm like, maybe it is true that all of his money is just borrowed money and he really does the bankruptcy I know is true, but maybe he is built where he felt like being this president might be, I don't know, the power lifeline. he might be able to like. A lifeline. A lifeline or he might be, it might be some type of lucrativeness. There is. With being president. I looked it up. Uh, presidents make about. I'm not, don't think about that. It's think about the things that they the can. Power, yeah, I mean the power. Yeah, the power. What that can yield to. Yeah. Is maybe what it is, but it's been crazy of a shit show. As most of y'all know, uh, over two hundred and ten thousand people have died. Uh, the the president himself done caught the coronavirus, which is that is a irony. That is the craziest thing ever. Though. Let me just say, that's up. the donkey of the year. Yeah, that's the donkey. <laughs> of the year. That's the donkey of the day. That's the whole year. That's the twenty twenty donkey right yeah, there. Yeah, because to say yo yo yo. Soon as you and the world knowing you ha- or you not announcing that you have coronavirus, it was just like a wildfire for every everybody else in the White House. And then uh, uh, a bitch house made it in. Like it's, it's, it's just that's crazy. His wife got it too. Yeah, so kids probably got it. Who knows? They need to get tested now. Everybody needs to get tested. Joe Biden needs to get tested. Everybody did get tested right after, and you seen it was masked up. And <laughs> I mean, I, the thing is, like, sometimes I want the coronavirus to pass so I don't have to keep coming on the show and keep talking about it. But it's just, it's just been here for so long, and it's just there. It's like the elephant in the room. You, you, you have to address it. You can't it's cool. really get around it. No, you can't get around it. But we can just want to get back to the political baseline of things. Like, I right. Wanna, I want to salute Miss Miss Harris. One thing I liked that she did was her composure, like. The way she schooled them, but it was in such a respectful way. It wasn't name-calling. Like, when Joe and Donald went, it was childish. Like, it was strange. It was that whole debate was a shit show. Like, the way they was talking to each other, like, they wasn't really professionally conducting themselves. Obviously, Trump was more off the rails than Biden was, but Biden, he said some left-field stuff, too, where it was like he didn't have to go about it. Like, Kamala Harris 
Yes, I ain't gonna lie, it was kind of hard not to tell a man shut league. up. She, no, it's hard, but look at look at how Kamala Harris did it when she could have easily told the nigga with the fly on his head to shut up. But she was the professionalism with it because at the end of the day, you running for a very very pre- prestigious position, you got to keep your emotions in check because there's a lot of responsibility. So you can't let random emotions just kind of sway you and get you out of character. So that's what I'm saying. I admired how she handled that because I'm somebody. I be trying to work on my stoicism in situations and not emotionally reacting because that's how you keep it professional, especially when you do business or you have interpersonal relationships with people. You can't take some shit personal. You know that's not that's true. And she had she held great poise. That's what that I, that's the word. Episode. Poise. I say stoicism. But um poise, I mean she held it together and, and the class, like she she it was just I don't know. That was admirable to me. The way she handled that, that makes me want to work on the way I react to, you know, people you don't necessarily like or people you don't necessarily agree with. You don't have to get so, like me personally, I get passionate about it. Right. But maybe that's not the best way to handle it. Being a little bit more stoic and more poised like she was, I feel like you get your point across and you don't come off like too aggressive. You don't come off maybe condescending. So, you know, moving forward, I, I admired how she dealt with that. And I think she definitely took the W yeah, she for that whole did. debate. I, I, mean, I think she took the W when she came out there front. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was very confident. And you couldn't tell, you couldn't see any negative emotion in her face from start to finish of that. You would have think she was the happiest person in the world. She wasn't worried about nothing. And to me, that was the thing that blew me. I was just like, the way she held it together for that whole debate, it seemed like she was just a kid in a candy store. She was all smiles, super lighthearted, super respectful, answered her questions that were asked of her. You saw um, Pence derailing, you know what I'm saying, trying to throw people to smoke and mirrors, Luke, when he asked the question, not really directly answering questions and stuff like that. So... I don't know. I, I just love the way she handled it. Professionalism was really, really cool. I hope y'all watched it. If y'all didn't, make sure y'all catch the highlights. But now the thing that makes this go left is because the presidents are supposed to have a second debate coming up. It's not going down. But we just had breaking news that that probably won't happen because obviously, you know, the president has contracted COVID and is in the hospital. He was just recently released. But um, they haven't released any official health statements to see what his status is. Um, I, I do believe he still has the virus and he might be off quarantining himself. But um, they're supposed to have another debate in the coming days. I believe it's supposed to be October 15th. But Trump doesn't want to do it because they're recommending that they do it virtually, obviously, for the fact that he has COVID. And for some reason, Trump is saying basically saying it's unreasonable for them to for them to do a um a virtual debate which how is that unreasonable you got covid and <laughs> it's like at this point it doesn't even make sense to try to reason with him like try to get to understand cuz it's like you can't reason with someone who is just innately unreasonable it's exactly just, it's just going to you're just going to give yourself a heart attack it's not it's not worth it but i don't think he should he shouldn't be able to object to the debate. 
or if he does, it should be some kind of point card. It should be some kind of generic, some type of fine or something. It's happening. The public is saying that they're going to get some sort of penalty. Some type of penalty because you can't just throw a temper tantrum. That's the thing. It's just like presidents shouldn't have a Twitter, I feel like. Y'all shouldn't have time to tweet. It's a lot that needs to be taken care of in the country, a lot of policies that need to go through Congress, and those in of itself take a while. So how you have time to tweet something? You know what I'm saying? Let your press secretary handle your Twitter or something. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Your team. Let them do it. Exactly. I mean, she got to save your ass. Now she got to come up with some some bullshit to validate the fact that he doesn't want to do the virtual debate. Man, how's she going to validate that? The man just said, I'm not going to do it. She's not going to do it. So how the press secretary going to validate that? Oh, he'd rather do it in in person? Dog, you have COVID. You can't do it in person. You you have COVID, can't do it in person, and they want to kind of limit him on when he he, um, he uh, cuts in on the other presidential... Um, candidates, yeah, that they can cut them off. I I agree with that because they really do got to respect each other's time. Because when people are just talking over each other, you're not getting anywhere with the discussion. Because it is they do call it a debate, but it really is them just discussing. They have um the moderator who asks the question and you just answer. Mm-hmm. It's really just a discussion of topics that are pertinent to American society, America's economy, and America's well-being. Mm-hmm. Simple. But when they're talking over each other and just saying, yeah, the black people did this, yeah, this side does that, blah, blah, blah. It's, I mean, it's like, it's like elementary school kids on the playground. Facts. Facts. Little kids is looking like they can do that as adults. Yeah, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? It, it's embarrassing, you know what I'm saying? It's really, it's really embarrassing to call yourself an American. I know America. I know abroad. other countries are, yeah. Like, say you're an American that maybe lives in Europe now. You probably embarrassed to, to call yourself an American right now because it's a shit show over here. Like, this is our government. WWF, presidential this is style. Our government. And it's crazy. I don't know. It, the way shit, it needs to be, in order for this country to actually redeem itself, it, there needs to be a whole revolution. Because you can't have this shit happen. Facts. On another note, did you did you hear about the um the Michigan governor yet? On the plot yes, the, Mich- the Michigan governor. I guess he. Th- I guess they were trying to set her up and yeah, kidnap her. It was a plot her. to kidnap her. <laughs> right, set up to get be kidnapped. I don't know what is so important about that particular governor. I think because she's a Democrat, she she said some strong things about Trump. So maybe that was it, but and then that how how is that not a federal investigation at this point? It is a federal investigation. They ha- they say it's an extremist group, but it's obvious about what's going on. They wanted to kidnap a governor. Who sent them? That's what. That's where we at. That's where I'm at with it. And Who why that them? particular governor? And it was just like, what's so powerful? This, about this hate group or her. Why they focused on her? Somebody sent them. Like, somebody sent them. Why would they just fixate themselves on this particular... Somebody put some type of bounty on this particular governor and said, y'all need to focus on us getting her. (laughs) (laughs) But 
this is crazy. This, like, when I tell you when we're old and gray, this is going to be in our grandkids' history books. Oh, yeah, yeah, As yeah. something that happened. Uh, the 45th president of the United States named Donald Trump made the biggest blunder of life as a president during a pandemic. And the pandemic is also going to be in history of a pandemic named coronavirus that's infected this many people and killed this many people. It has no sign of ending anytime soon. Yeah. We're almost nine months in. No sign of slowing down. Americans are still dying by the thousands daily. So it's crazy. Maybe we'll learn, but this is the important time. And it, it's all crazy that he did ca- catch the coronavirus a month before the election. So we'll see what happens. I mean, hopefully people stay in their right mind because you never know. The covert racists might come out of the woodwork and still find a way to get in the room because this country, one thing, it just is weird. So many undercover people. Yeah, it's like you don't never know who somebody really is. So even though all of this that he's done, he still has a huge support base. Yeah. Like the fact that he's still competitive in a lot of states is incredible. Like he's still competitive in a lot of states. After years of bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, four years of it. Like, to me, that is crazy that you could still even be considered a contender. Like, to me, if this was any other president, it wouldn't even be a race. Like, you out of there. You did this craziness? Like, oh, man. But on another note, we're going to play some tunes. That way you can groove. Yeah. Live. I know I'll be in like, yeah, I'll be talking a lot. So let me know what y'all think about it. Hit the line, 786-671-1891. We're going to get into some music. This next track is a one-way ticket. You know, I had chimed in with it a little bit before. Now we're talking about African repatriation and things that we all know about. I'm all about my city cast of home. But we're going to get back to the music. This next track is a one-way ticket by Lee Shady. All right? Choo! Going 
Africa to look in In a Babylon I suffer like that One go back on me, They took I away from my father's land Oh God And carried I heel down in a Babylon Oh gosh So much agony and separation of blood, sweat, and tears. I'm just living in fear, Lord. So, they're gonna give me a one-away ticket. I'm going back to Africa to live it. In a Babylon, I suffer like that. One go back on me, yard. Give me a one-away ticket. I'm going back to Africa to live it. In a Babylon, I suffer like that.
tomorrow It's me again, John As I fall on my knees today Help me, God, I pray Don't wanna be carried away It's me again, John As I fall on my knees today Help me, God, I pray Preserve my soul today my heart is willing, my flesh is weak, but still, oh God, I see to walk your way, your holy way. I pray my soul to keep, though my enemies encamp at me, I know I'll be still forevermore under your banner. And for always in your hand, it's me again, John. As I fall on my knees today, help me, God, I pray. Don't wanna be carried away. It's me again, John. As I fall on my knees today, help me, God, I pray. Preserve my soul today. Ah, glory, hallelujah. Bless my soul, oh God. Oh, most I God. Say, glory be to the most I God. Alone be thy name. The King of kings and Lord of lords. Worthy to be praised. I'll ascribe to you. The mission, power and grace the years and years to come And for a race, it's me again, John As I fall on my knees today Help me, God, I pray For what I need away It's me again, John As I fall on my knees today Help me, God, I pray Preserve my soul It's me Some local hip hop news from Florida, Miami, Florida, to be exact. Breaking news, y'all. Breaking news. It's just happened. So y'all know Pretty Ricky, right? Pretty Ricky and the Mavericks. Y'all know Pretty Ricky. Grind on me, relax your mind, take your time on me. You already know. You was all. Everybody was in middle school trying to sing that to their middle school crush and all and that. And grind on something. We ain't had nothing to grind with. We ain't even go through puberty yet. But still, shit, we was feeling the music, so we had to do what it do. So, but apparently, members from the Pretty Ricky was trying to do what it do, and it caught up with them big time. Big time. Big time. We talking about 
million dollar, multi-million dollar big time. And the main man Prophet has the details of the story. Go ahead. Yes, details of his, uh, he got caught up in the PPP, coronavirus relief scam. I remember that. from the federal government that uh, it's $24 million. It's him and his, his girl that's from Pennsylvania and a couple of other individuals. And yeah, it says that um, the main thing that, that the authorities are pointing out is that he was on Instagram and he said that he purchased a Ferrari. He was flexing. And that's how he got caught. Y'all see Pop Smoke was flexing, and he got popped and smoked. And then y'all niggas is still flexing y'all fraud money. And then Pop Smoke money wasn't even fraud money, but still. Why do why do people feel the need to flex so hard? What, what's, what's that about? Maybe that's just, it probably just goes back to the culture thing. Because why you feel the need to show out on other people so much? That's what I wonder. But because of his actions, you know, he it's caught up in a pickle. He's very big. It shows says here that he applied to get up to $24 million worth of PPP loans in a couple different businesses. One was Synergy Towing and Transport LLC, and another was a management company. Now, he got approved. And funded by financial institution and paying out at least seventeen point four million. There are eleven other defendants allegedly involved in the scam, whose complaints were previously unsealed. Are the following: uh, Joshua Bellamy, thirty-one; Kiara Walker, thirty-seven; Damian McKenzie, thirty-eight. All of these people local, by the way, not yes. to cut you off. Some local. from Miami Gardens, some from Miramar, like right in your backyard. St. Petersburg, Coral Springs, Fort Lauderdale, Hollywood. But isn't surprising, though, because Miami is the fraud capital of the country. So if fraud, if big-time fraud is going to happen, it's probably going to be in South Florida. So should we be surprised? I mean... A lot of people are trying to do the same thing, just on a smaller scale. So he definitely bit off more than he can chew. Definitely, especially when on Instagram flexing a Ferrari. That so was slow. That wasn't a smart move. But yeah, now he's caught up. I don't know how many records he's pushing lately to get that. but um. Right. We're like, where you got that money from? Where Where's your mixtape? Like, <laughs> 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 I don't know, but. Really, the whole the whole thing about this is why, of course, you know, fraudulent activity is bad. That's a whole other story. But it's more about why do you feel the need to flex so hard? And it's that greed. And I, I don't even know why I asked why. I know why. But it's just like, it's sad. Like, the, the greed thing. Because it's like $24 million, What you going to do with that? <laughs> like, if I had that much money, I would. If I wasn't helping people with it, I feel like a fuck nigga because it's just like you're sitting on all that money. But if you break it down, it's they said 11 of the defendants, plus it was like four or five of them, they had to split like that money amongst each other. And so if you really look at it. But I don't think it was going to be split evenly. 
Because hey. I think he was the kingpin in the operation. And he was going to shoot them. You know, it's still going to be a substantial amount of money, but it wasn't going to be in per, as a percentage of the total. I don't know. But who knows? That's just me speculating. I don't know what was the actual the, terms the, that he had with these people. The federal government allegedly says that um, the other people helped him make falsified documents to make sure that the PPP goes through mm. and all these loans and things go through. So, so they're, they're in to, uh, the charges are um, bank fraud, wire fraud, um, falsifying documents, um, you know, the big, big fraud, big fraud charges. Right. So from those, those um, kind of positions that he gave people, he allocated people, it seemed like he hired them doesn't seem like they were real masterminds in this. It looked like he was the mastermind, like the leader. Mm-hmm. And everybody else was just kind of a pawn, a paid pawn in the whole situation. So, I don't know. That greed is crazy. And and then the thing is, it's like, I don't know. I feel like in the West, we don't, I know I talk, I feel like I'm beating a dead horse when I talk about this, but it's just like we don't promote a healthy culture because our values are just so out of line. Like the things that we value in the West is so vain. It's so much about materialism. It's so much about, you know, things that show that are a symbol of status or a symbol of power. And it's always about what you have and not so much about who you are. So, that's the sad thing, but I, I think because we don't promote that kind of a culture, stuff like this just happen frequently, and it will always happen, you know? I feel like when we promote a culture where it's like every man for himself, what's mine is mine, and what's yours is mine, if I can take it, that's that. stuff, it can never end well. You'll never have like a peaceful, cohesive society. You know, people are always looking out for themselves, and if that means they got to screw someone else over, then so be it. As long as they're looking out for themselves, then in their mind, they feel like they're doing the right thing. And I mean, yeah, that might be gratifying to you on a personal level, but really on a more grand scale, like if you look from look from more of a social perspective, it's really a detriment to... Um, just the greater good of of people, you know, of humanity, and it's a lot of greed in this. A lot of greed. It's a lot of greed. I mean, he could send you the document. I mean, this thing is a legit federal document where it's wordy, wordy, wordy. It's just a bunch of information in there. But as y'all know, the PPP was this um, loan program to help small businesses, especially um, when the coronavirus first hit. So it was just um, loans to help. S- business to stay afloat stay open and stuff like that obviously in this circumstance this man tried to get as much as he could and it caught up with him because of his greed and because of the things that he valued because it would have been different if he would have took this money and went to help his community took this money just to stunt on his whole on that same community so what what i mean what what does he get out of this Prison sentence, maybe he's gonna have to give the money back. Your reputation's tarnished, and that you know that's what that's what bothers me. People don't care about reputation anymore. No, they don't. 
said the first time we were by, we're teaching them to get money. And that's it. We don't good, bad, fucked up name, not fucked up name. Yeah, they're like, they're not trying to, right. That's how come they can, I don't give a fuck. He got all the money. Yeah, the money is the money. And it's just like, there's no pride in that. Like, I want to make money, but I don't want to do stuff that goes again. I don't, right. Thank you. Exactly. You don't want to lose your self-respect and your dignity just for money. And that's male or female. Like, nowadays, nowadays, that's out the door. Like, having pride is out the door. Like, having dignity. Don't get me wrong, make money, you know, financial success is great. Then nobody's shunning that, but it shouldn't be compromising your dignity and your self-respect, which is what you were talking about. And people lose their pride financially. In this culture and, it, and it's so normalized. Like nowadays you could you could literally I could probably go outside uh, a busy intersection where a bunch of people like I go to South Beach and ask people questions. You could ask them, you know, how much is it to sleep with you? And I guarantee you, they'll they'll know a number in their mind. Uh, couple G's, a couple G's. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's like there's no dignity anymore. Like, and then it's like people don't have no shame where that stuff is not even shunned. It's just normalized, and that's just how people are. And it's crazy. Like, and that's that's the reason why I'm looking like. Several different businesses, and for the greed, and he doesn't care if his name is Connor. He didn't care if 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 all those other aspects. Because right now, it's you know he's from Miami, Florida. It's being talked about local here now, and probably and you're never gonna be able to get out of this, like, cause that's incredible amount of money you was trying to get off. And even if, even if you get through the government, who gonna fuck with you? Who gonna do business with you? Who, any type of business venture, like oh, you try to do music again? Who finna get behind you and put money towards you? Nobody can't trust you. Your name ain't shit. You're not a reputable person. And people don't understand that. Like, reputation is what's gonna carry you far because people do talk. At the end of the day. So if, if a nigga can't say that you've done this or you sold yourself for this, then that means your name clean. Like if the nigga can't say X, Y, Z about your name or what you've done, then that's beautiful. That's what make people want to work with you. Of course you want to work with highly reputable people. Highly recommended people. Exactly. But nowadays people, they're just about that quick money. Nobody thinks long term. And I... I know I'm running out of time, so I'm going to have to save this for another topic. Shout out to Prophet. Thanks for him for jumping on the show because it's so much nicer to have someone to go back and forth with with, um, with ideas and stuff like that. So shout out to him. Make sure y'all support him. Go um, follow me on my IG. Yes. Prophet, P-R-O-F-I-T underscore I am. And then follow the blog spot, which is Focus Hip Hop Blog Spot. I heard it first. He also has a media company as well, Exodus Media. So make sure you check out that. Make sure y'all check that out. But anyways, until next week, y'all, thank y'all so much for tuning in. Shout out to Kimbo Takeoff for being a part of the show. Shout out to Prophet again. Shout out to the Great FM. Uh, 
WKXTDBR, no Miami's number one Billboard Charter Radio Station. Always connecting the world to music. And shout and out Mello and the Groove Live Show. Oh, thank you. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Go, so, follow, um, go follow him on Instagram. Yes, make sure y'all follow me, uh, M-E-L-O, double underscore J-O-N-E-S. Make sure y'all follow the show uh, at the Groove Live Show on Instagram. Um, stay tuned because the Greater Film, we have a lot of things coming up. We have a lot of projects in the works. We're about to get a new studio. I mean, there's a lot of things coming, so make sure y'all keep following us. Know we have the technical difficulties sometimes. Bear with us, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot that we have coming, and y'all just got to stay tuned. Trust me, I am yeah. not capping on that. That's Great right. FM is coming for that ass. So <laughs> make sure y'all stay tuned for that. And Until stay tuned for the Ryan Show. Yeah, stay tuned for the Ryan Show. Shout out to Ryan and all of the guests and everybody that he has on the show this evening. Until next week, y'all, Mellow Jones signing out. I'll see y'all next week. Y'all stay groovy, all right? Cheers.